Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyerup904.com. You know who it is. Oh! You know who it is. The prehistoric terror. Oh, my Lord. Have mercy. I pulled off the road by International Golf Parkway, but guess what? The Mitesware House Coffee is always good to the last drop. The, the most proudest moment I've seen was the explanation point when he, when he hit your boy and your boy just looked on the ground and they wanted to look up like, man, why you hit me so hard? The game almost over. Man, I've been so wide open with this construction work in Duval County. Until I ain't had time to even slow down. I want, I want the West Coast to understand one thing. Man, y'all get off of T-Law. You ain't got to give us no respect. We're going to make sure that everybody in America start playing. The TNT and everybody say, oh, man, I know about that show there. So guess what? TNT is popping and there won't be no stopping. Bang, bang, bang. This boy got a hit. Ten Ten XL ninety two point five FM presents Jaguars Today with your host Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and E to the T. All right, good morning, everybody. It is not a check to tape Tuesday, no, Tony, it is not. for the first time in months and months and months. Jeff Logman is on assignment, uh, taking in a little downtime right now with the season over with, and we have no tape to look back on, except for the audio tape of E.T. seconds before. Now, if you listen on the replay, I'm speaking to you in the future right now. If you listen on the replay, you're only going to hear the open of the show. You're not going to hear E.T.'s fantastic update, uh, Jaguar update, right before we started the program, where E.T. declared Trevor Lawrence his quarterback. That's my quarterback. (laughs) Wait a minute. Well, Willie T. was community property around these parts. No? It's can, my quarterback. Can he still be my quarterback, Absolutely. too? Absolutely. Uh, can he be yours, Tony? Um, I'm claiming him, whether I'm allowed to or not. <laughs> it's my quarterback. Pro Bowl quarterback, Trevor right. Lawrence. See, now, I'm not down with Tyler Huntley being the 98th <laughs> alternate, but I'll be down with Trevor being the 97th alternate <laughs> making it right. to the Pro Bowl. It's a weird circumstance that's going on with this whole Pro Bowl Situation. First of all, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Jaguars today. Happy Tuesday to all of you. The Jags have gone from zero to two Pro Bowlers in about 24 hours' time. Yes, uh, J- they have. Jamal Agnew uh, going to be joined by Trevor Lawrence uh, in uh, what? For the Pro Bowl activities? Whatever games. they are. Look, I'm not going to lie. I don't care much about anything that they're don't doing with the Pro Don't play flag Bowl. football, Trev. Right. Look, don't I, do it. I don't care about the flag football game, any of that, but... I'm curious to watch Trevor Lawrence participate in a quarterback skills challenge. Oh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. As long as it doesn't include running. Yeah. Like, I, like I'm paranoid. I'm like, let the man just heal his body up from the season and, For sure. you know what, have some downtime of his own. There's plenty of time to ramp him up physically. Let's not get crazy out there. Tyler Huntley's like, what do I care? Come on. <laughs> I threw. You know, you know when Pro Bowl voting closed this year, the last day? was December 16th. Okay, oh. They always cut it off a few weeks before the yeah. end of the regular season. What did at, he play, like two games at, at that what, point? At that point, Tyler Huntley had thrown no touchdowns. None. Not a single one. And one interception. 
Yikes. So, you know, we talked about this, just kind of mentioned it yesterday, what an odd situation. You had your three Pro Bowl quarterbacks in the AFC this year. You had Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, whatever order you want to list them in. Okay? You know one of them's going to play in the Super Bowl. Right. So it's going to open up a spot. He, we know Tua was the first alternate. Tua had a really nice year when he was healthy, right? So he was first alternate. He's not cleared for act. He's still in the concussion protocol. Yeah, he's seeing things right now. So he's out. Scratch him. Nobody knew. Adam Schefter had written the, the story right around Christmas time mm-hmm. that the other alternates that could get in the mix, it was a story about Tyler Huntley, the backup, probably planted by Huntley's agent, but apparently accurate, but where he wrote about how this is going to enhance Tyler Huntley's value if he makes a Pro Bowl. No, everyone realizes why he's making the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Somebody stuffed the ballot box. But the third alternate was Lamar Jackson. And the fourth alternate was Tyler Huntley, mm. both of the Ravens, right? And so there's a scenario like if Jackson got healthy, if he decided to go, you could have two quarterbacks from the same team in the same Pro Bowl, which has never happened, sure, right, for obvious reasons because that's dumb. <laughs> so it was never mentioned in the article who the second alternate was. Assumed it would be Justin Herbert because Justin Herbert statistically has had one of the great starts to a career of any quarterback out there. Mm-hmm. But if it was Herbert, that means Lawrence was behind Huntley. If it was Lawrence, that means Herbert was behind Huntley. Either both, way, both is wrong. Both is just ridiculous, but it's particularly wrong if it's our guy getting Absolutely. screwed, right? The other guy, 0 and 2, by the way, head to head against our guy. Yeah. And the other guy ain't win a playoff game. Exactly. Right? We spotted them 2070. We did. I believe we said, here you go. Here you go, fam. What can you do with this nearly me, four touchdown lead? Let me get that back. <laughs> let me just hold these 27 because I'm going to go do my thing now. All right. So, anyway, um, <laughs> Tua is out. Uh-huh. Herbert, we found out, pulled himself out of consideration, right? Because he's having what he's got some labrum surgery. Okay. Yeah. Labrum surgery. But it didn't – I still have not – why can't you just find a list of here are the Pro Bowl alternates, like all listed in a row? Shouldn't that know. be on NFL.com somewhere? Would, it should be somewhere. The league's website yeah. should have that information. You would think. They only parse it out to certain reporters, I guess, whatever the case. So, anyway. The chosen few, yes. Omar Jackson wasn't going to go, so you're like, wait a minute. So, a bunch of guys are not going to go. One of them, Holmes, uh, Burrow duo – wouldn't be going because mm-hmm. they're, and that's Mahomes. He's in the Super Bowl. So you're like, wait a minute, is Tyler Huntley really going to get a Pro Bowl nod over Trevor Lawrence? Are you freaking kidding me? Tyler Huntley threw two touchdowns in the regular season this year versus three interceptions. And then you find out this morning at 8.30, that's when the, roughly when the announcement came out, Jag sent out a press release that Trevor Lawrence has been named as a replacement for Patrick Mahomes. And yep. you're like, oh, wait a minute, maybe it was the second alternate. Mm-hmm. Or did they just say, screw this Huntley nonsense, <laughs> this is an embarrassment, right? and we're going to go with a guy who's obviously more deserving, and then 30 minutes later, you find out Josh Allen is pulled out of the, it's not even the Pro Bowl, why don't we even call it that? It's the Pro Bowl games. Pro Bowl it's, games, yeah. Right, it's the games, but it's not a, a football game, it's like a series of different little competitions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm sure if you get named to a Pro Bowl, it's still an honor, right? No I doubt. Mean, you know, alternate or not, it goes down on your permanent record. Yeah. Right? You are a pro bowler, which Fred Taylor had been an alternate and made it into the game enough that he was a five-time pro bowler and we wouldn't no probably be having some of the – he'd at least maybe have advanced to the 
finalist stage of Pro Football Hall of Fame voting. What has he been a semifinalist three times now? I believe so, yes. So anyway, I'm happy for Trevor Lawrence. Congratulations for him getting in. Yeah. You know, uh, certainly more. De- it's more deserved than Lamar Jackson. Uh, more deserved than t- either one of those Ravens quarterbacks. You can debate Tua. You can debate Herbert. That's fine. Yeah. It was just the idea that there's some ballot box shenanigans going on here, right? That and and Mike Florio at Pro Football Talk made actually a pretty interesting case here. It's not just yeah, Ravens fans maybe they stuffed the ballot box for their guy Tyler Huntley, but when you vote for the Pro Bowl, you only vote for three players at quarterback, right? right. So most people, if they're just playing it straight. They're going to vote for Allen Mahomes Burrow in some order. They all threw in the mid-30s in terms of touchdowns, right? They separated themselves statistically. Yeah. I've got no problem with that. Trevor Lawrence got to break through that, Tony, right? Become one of those guys and earn that spot. We're not just going to give it to him because we like him and he wears teal, right? So, Florio is thinking, well, if you've got a guy you're trying to get, let's say you're a Tua guy. You're like, well, man, I could take Tua, I could take Burrow off the ballot and put Tua in, but. Is that going to be enough? Right. I'm still voting for Mahomes and Allen here. And the thought was, did a bunch of guys get together on teams and go, hey, let's vote for our guy, and then let's vote for two guys who are unlikely to get in there. Uh, that still doesn't pass the smell test to me, though, right? No. Are, were enough guys banding together going, ha-ha, watch this. We'll vote for Huntley. We don't have to worry. He'll never get in. And then he got in? Seems like there should be some kind of threshold other than <laughs> – just pure – I mean, I get it. It's supposed to be a fan element, and fans want to vote for the Pro Bowl. The fans care that much about – I mean, sure, when we see those retweet this, retweet this, every retweet counts as a vote. And I, I'm not saying there are no fans that, that out there that don't don't care about – or no fans that sure. – you know what I'm saying. There are no, fans but, that care uh, about the, the Pro Bowl. I feel like the All-Star game in Major League Baseball has always been a much bigger deal in terms of fan voting. Uh, It has been. Uh, typically, well, they actually play a baseball game at the MLB All Star Game as well. For now, as opposed to whatever the Pro Bowl has been for years, like it's the game has finally gone away, but that has not been a football game and hasn't been one for a long time, right? If if ever, true right? story. Since they started playing it postseason in Hawaii, since Sean Taylor, right. <laughs> Ruined that punter's life. Right, right, like all that kind of – well, Sean was taken it seriously. Right. right. Like Sean was playing a football game, and I think everyone else that was playing was like, Sean, what's up, man? Well, like, I mean, you know, you, you str- that's the problem with that whole thing. I get it. It's cool it, right? But I mean, we the do. NBA, you play it in the middle of the season, and you're in basketball shape, and you're going to be running up and down the court yeah. every day in practice. And it's, they know exactly what it is. It's an exhibition. It's an exhibition. We're going to no put on a show. No one's challenging your dunk no. in the second quarter. No. You like, know, they might play defense in the final five let's, minutes. Let's see if we can score 400 tonight, guys. That'll exactly. be fun, you know, at the NBA All-Star game. But we do live in the time of the troll. So do I put it past the trolls getting together and saying, look, I'm only going to vote for my guy and then two guys who aren't going to make it. Are, can't you fill out a ballot with just one vote? Like, are you not allowed to just I don't know. That's a good question. You probably could. You pro- but people probably don't think of it that way. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I, that's a great question. You probably could. So, regardless. All right. I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence deserved to be a Pro Bowl first ballot, one of the top three. I don't think he did this year. Sure. That's fine. But – certainly deserve to get in uh, or at least get recognized Under the circumstance, i'm not worried yeah. about getting in again it's not about playing it's not about any of that it's not, i don't even look would i like to see him put on a throwing exhibition sure but would i care if he didn't no no i wouldn't i i for him it's nice resume one pro bowl 
that goes on there. Only, by the way, joining Brunel and Garrard is the only Jaguar quarterbacks to ever make it under any circumstances. Mm -hmm. Mark Brunel was a Pro Bowl MVP uh, back in the day. Not, you know, again, it's an exhibition, but nevertheless, it's pretty sure. cool at the time to have the best of the best. And it was a little bit more competitive back then in the 90s when that was going down. Yeah. Do you think the Huntley being named to the Pro Bowl affects Lamar Jackson's contract negotiations with a Pro Bowl quarterback to fall back Ooh. on in Baltimore? Ooh, we got a Pro Bowl backup, Lamar. You, did you make the Pro Bowl, Lamar? Yeah. Because Huntley did. Right. I, and Huntley, <laughs> by the way. stupidity. So Huntley gets in for Josh Allen. So the Pro Bowl quarterbacks. Yeah. Again, I'm using heavy use of air quotes today. Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Tyler Huntley yeah. in the AFC. I'll give credit to Demetrius. That was the first person I saw bring up that idea. Of what? Just voting point. for your guy? And no, the idea of do the Ravens, what does this do basically oh, with that's good. Jackson? Demetrius, save that stuff, man. Yeah. He's coming in with us next Thursday. Save that. Save the fastball, all right? Yeah. Buddy, just uh, you know, loosen up the arm a little bit, but you don't have to – you know, wear yourself out. Throw them heaters. Don't worry yourself. I don't build up a pitch count in the early innings too much, ET. Let's, you got to pace yourself for next Thursday. We want to peak for when you come into studio here. Uh, John Shipley's coming in this Thursday uh, from Jaguar Report. Next week, it'll be Demetrius Harvey. We got the Hammer, Hayes Carline himself. Hamilton. Joining us for the first time as we, we haven't even gotten out of January yet. Yeah. It's, kinda, it's still so early, there, right? The, there's Senior Bowl practice today. Yeah. Right? And we just started really talking draft yesterday. And we don't have to pretend to be excited that we get the first look at all those Senior Bowl guys because we're sending our coaching staff right. there because we were freaking miserable <laughs> yeah. last year. Let the, the Bears or whoever's handling I don't even know who's handling it. I, I don't know. Is it Bears-Houston? If you have a new coach, are you eligible to do that with the new head coach? I didn't think so. I didn't either. Yeah. You know, Seems like Tomiko Ryans is going to be the, the Texans coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe they said yesterday he withdrew his name uh, from consideration for the Denver job. And, uh, you know, hot guy. He's probably could be talking with Houston as early as today, I would think. He had one interview. They, you're only allowed to do one coordinator-level interview while their postseason is still going on. He had to wait to be eliminated, yep. which they have been. So today's question of the day does tie in to one Trevor Lawrence. And we ask you this way. We know you're great objective Jaguar fans. You'd never let the teal, black, and gold uh, color your opinions on anything. <laughs> but I put it in anyway, trying to be as objective as possible. How many AFC quarterbacks would you rank ahead of Trevor Lawrence for the 2023 NFL season next year? Now, rank is a subjective thing, right? I'm not talking about just like pure fantasy points. I'm not talking about touchdown passes. I'm not even talking about wins necessarily. This is more like a feeling of who's deserving to be mentioned among the best of the best in the AFC. Not saying where it stands now. Where is Trevor Lawrence going to play himself to mm -hmm. in 2023? You can even look at it at the end of next year. How will you feel about Trevor Lawrence compared to the rest of the AFC quarterbacks? It's an uphill climb to jump ahead of Mahomes, Burrow, or Allen. It just is. They've got a few years of equity built up. Herbert, that's a pretty good debate. Tua, will he stay healthy? There are a few guys in the AFC that are in the conversation, but already our guy here is starting to establish himself. You see every list out there now that ranks quarterbacks basically has Trevor Lawrence as a top 10 yep. guy at the moment, which after year one, that's a pretty significant improvement. So if you do reply today, and we hope you do uh, to the question of the day, we ask you to, if you don't mind taking the time, just list the quarterbacks 
that you think will rank ahead. And again, rank is subjective, so you can define it kind of how you like. But if you kind of take an offbeat approach to it, let us know where you're coming from on that. I, I don't know what the deal is with me, man. I, I go online. The picture looks crystal clear. I post it in my tweet, and it's fuzzy as hell. Man. <laughs> I don't know what it is with my Twitter account, but I do not have uh, very good uh, clarity. I'm pretty uh, sure that's issues. Trevor. I, I'm pretty sure that's Trevor yeah. as well. If you squint, you can almost make out the six in the 16 yeah. on his jersey right there. It just they look so perfect. I don't know what it is, man. Maybe I don't have. Maybe I, it's I don't pay that ten bucks or whatever it is a month for Twitter. Mm. Never been a blue checkmark guy, Tony. No, yeah. I'm faking my way here. I'm just, I've got an account that pretends to be mine. Like who would do that? No one. <laughs> for goodness' sakes. All right. So if you want to get in today via Twitter, we'll start there at MD underscore ten ten XL at ten ten XL Fat Tony at IME two the T. Come on, somebody. That's the numeral two. The big fat numeral two. Smack dab. In the middle right there. How are those $2,500 headphones treating you today? Outstanding. They look good. Yeah, they really, yeah. He can't He can't claim he didn't hear me. E.T. always tries to blow me off. Sorry, bro. Just points to his headset like, <laughs> I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> I don't think you can go that route uh, today. 641-1010. If you want to get in on the phone lines or the text line, hammer time in about 25 minutes. So open phone lines for you right now. Let's talk Jaguar football. Salary cap has been set. We'll discuss that as we go along. Uh, today as well. With Tony Smith and ET, I'm Mike Dempsey. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars Today on 1010XL. All right, I think it's going to be an interesting uh, question to see where people's heads are at. And granted, we're asking for your opinion. We don't have to agree with your opinion sure. on everything. And we are kind of asking you, and the way I wrote it maybe is not perfectly clear on this, so you can interpret it the way you like. Today's Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day about uh, Trevor Lawrence and where he's going to stack up versus other AFC quarterbacks in 2023. I'm uh, To me, I'm kind of looking at it personally like, all right, end of the year, next season, how am I going to feel about where Trevor Lawrence stands? Mm -hmm. Because – Going in, there's not a whole lot you could change. Like, to me, if you want to say he's going to catch or surpass Josh Allen, that's your prerogative. I don't feel he's there yet, right? And, yeah, Allen threw a few more interceptions than he did. He also threw a lot more touchdown passes than he did. Allen accounted for 42 touchdowns in probably what was considered a down year for him. Trevor Lawrence accounted for 30. Nothing wrong with that total. That's a big leap forward from what he did last year. No doubt. Not complaining about it, but I feel like, you know, you reach a certain height and if you struggle by your standards, that doesn't mean you're necessarily struggling well, by human standards. Well, and the struggle by the standards that were set for the Bills this year was going to the Super Bowl, right? So them not Team going success, to the Super Bowl, absolutely. I think it's being held against Josh Allen and whether or not he's progressing in his career at this point because they didn't get back to the AFC championship game and they're not playing, you know, in a couple of weeks in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. They didn't accomplish those things. So there's that question. And I can understand if Bills fans are even asking, it's like, when are we going to get over this hump? Whatever it is with Josh Allen, because he's not taking us there. It's been four years already, like that kind of thing. It's they're already at that point with with Josh Allen potentially. I get it. You know, if you're down here watching that happen, you're going, yeah, he's on the downside. You know, I can understand having that thought.
But if you take a step back and actually look at what Josh Allen's doing, downside, come on. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. it's all relative here, man. Yeah. But, um, you know, you look at uh, Justin Herbert, and his numbers were down this year compared to his standard, though. Yeah. 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. That sounds pretty close to 25 and 8, right? And mm -hmm. granted, uh, Trevor Lawrence ran for five touchdowns. Those count. Yeah. And Herbert didn't run for any this year. But Herbert threw for 4,739 yards, which would be easily a Jaguar all-time single-season record. And uh, that was, like, about 270 less than he did the sure. year before, man. Guy's uh, been a, a statistical machine. Now, granted, head-to-head, -head, absolutely yep. in our favor. And that, that's a big part of the equation. How much do you factor in head-to-head -to, -head to this? I mean, are we going to give Davis Mills credit for beating Trevor Lawrence? Or is it, you know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. I, I mean, like, Trevor led the Jaguars back for 27 and nothing down. Is that Herbert's fault? I mean, he helped build a 27 and nothing lead. You know sure. what I mean? Like, I don't know if that is a knock on Herbert as much as a complete, you know, system collapse on what went wrong and the Jags got the momentum. And But if you look, if you want to go that route, you're welcome to. Let's have that discussion, yeah. right? Uh, how much is, should head to head? factor in as some people have already cited hey uh trevor beat josh allen last year yeah or, or you could say the jags defense held josh allen to six points last year you know and and he did beat him right, right. granted i get it he did and uh, you can maybe say hey look the jags defense wasn't anything special if they could hold josh allen to six points maybe josh allen a little bit overrated you can look yeah. at it however you like yeah it's nothing new right that like that was the manning brady thing forever it's not like those guys were actually playing each other, right? They just played in the sure. same game, but that was the comparison you were going to get. We just saw it this weekend with Mahomes and Burrow. Burrow had beaten Mahomes every time he had played him to that point, you know? To the and, point where everyone was ready to put Burrow at the absolute top of yeah. the list among quarterbacks yeah. in the National because Football Because his League. team had beaten Mahomes' team right. that many and times. And I say everyone. I mean, there are a lot of folks yeah. out no there. No doubt. We're having that discussion. No doubt. That's the Burrow head. That's where all that kind of stuff comes from, right? And – I enjoy all of it. Still pretty fun. I know. I enjoy all of it. Like, from just a sports fan watching the competition, I get the inclination to compare the two quarterbacks. It's the easiest thing to compare, right? So, And especially if they're both guys that are playing at a really, really high level. Patrick Mahomes, when he gets done, I, I expect is going to be a Mount Rushmore quarterback guy like in league history. That's the kind of trajectory he's sure. on. And if there's a contemporary of his that is competing head-to-head -head with him, I think it's fun to have that discussion as it's happening, right? It's an organic thing to happen. So I think the head-to-head -head does count for quarterbacks for whatever reason, just like the win-loss record for quarterbacks counts. It doesn't count for running backs, but it counts for quarterbacks because they're more in control of the outcome of a game than any other single player on the field. By the way, think of all that Burrowhead stuff, right? Like, yeah. we're like, oh, it's a big deal. Well, we still hate Jeff Fisher simply because he suggested that sure. Oltel at the time was his other home field. He didn't even rename it. He didn't call it Fisherville or something like no. that, <laughs> no. right? Fisher-Priceville. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, so I, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm like, get the hell out of here with yeah. your, your Burrowhead nonsense, you know? Yeah. So you won one game when it mattered against him, you know. Um, anyway, let's go to the phones for the first time this morning and continue the conversation there. Hayes Carline coming up here in just a few minutes. But uh, we got Dave in New Jersey to lead things off today on Jaguars today. Good morning, Dave. Hey, good morning. Uh, just, just quickly when it comes to the uh, question of the day, I think uh, 
Trevor has a chance to be possibly if he plays because we're going to play a first place schedule. I, I think he played the Chargers. I think he's already ahead of Herbert now because he beat him head to head in the playoff game the way he did. So going into next year, he should be fairly even with uh, Herbert, which should, which should put him roughly around four, maybe five, if you're going to put him behind. By the end of next year, he could he could easily be as high as three. He could pass Allen. And I think Allen, like you said, he had a not necessarily even a down year. Just a down. He had a down game in the playoffs when he counted the most. And her and uh, J- J- uh I'm sorry, Trevor had it showed that he can actually win the big games. So at least at least one big game so far. Well, now, hold sure. on, Al. hold on. Allen did win a playoff game this year as well. They won as many playoff games as each other. It's not like Trevor showed he can win the big game. He's won one playoff game, right? He didn't win the big one on the road. I mean, let's not overstate what he's been able to do in the postseason. I'm, I'm happy that they were able to come back and beat the Chargers. I don't think that is proof. I mean, they were also on the receiving end of a 27-0 deficit, and, you know, uh, I doubt that's happened too often in Josh Allen's career up in Buffalo. So I think we got to, you know, compare apples to apples here a little bit. Yeah, you're right. The only reason I said that is because the fact that uh, the Bills had so much higher expectations. They didn't expect the Jags to be there. So that's kind of why I gave us a little bit of a, I guess, a green apple in that stage. But I, I see what you're saying. So, but pretty much, I think he has a chance to be if he if we play if he plays well in the first place schedule next year, he has a chance to pretty much potentially pass Allen and be three. I don't think he's going to pass Burr or Mahomes at all. You need a couple more years of consistency in in, in a row to, to to pretty much prove that. So that's it. All Thanks right, appreciate it, man. Thanks. Um, look. That ain't going to happen until they beat those guys in the playoffs. That's all that's going to get him ahead of Mahomes or Burrow. Probably so. Yeah. Right? And maybe even more than – like, Burrow yeah. did that to Mahomes last year. Yeah. I think still more people than not going into it needed to see it again before they put Burrow at the top of the heap. And mm-hmm. then you could have made that argument. Like, I, and I get it. Head-to-head, what does that mean? I mean, is it Burrow's fault? Is it the defense's fault? Obviously, look, we attach wins to quarterbacks, and we treat it like a quarterback stat. Fair? Probably not completely. Uh, but they benefited from it as much as they uh, suffer from those comparisons no as well. I just look at Allen. It's like like when you say, oh, Trevor's proven he can win in the postseason. I mean, Allen's won in the postseason. Yeah. He just hasn't won the Super Bowl. And, I mean, was it his fault that the defense allowed Kansas City last year to go down and get in field goal range in 14 seconds? <laughs> After, you know, it's like you go back to like the Music City Miracle. And they lost the coin toss, or they would have right. likely won that game. Right. The Music City Miracle, Rob Johnson, no one ever remembers, led the Bills down the field for a last minute go ahead field goal to win the game. It was heroic stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. but the Music City Miracle happened. So, Rob Johnson, you're a loser. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 of course, had the Bills won that game, maybe history would be different. Yep. We'd be talking about that one Super Bowl championship. For the Jacksonville Jaguars all franchise. of the moment. There's no <sighs> doubt about That's it. That's right. Hey, Dave, we appreciate the call. Uh, it is a good debate, and we want to hear your thoughts on it uh, as well. So, uh, I'm not trying to – trust me. It, it is a feather in the cap of Trevor Lawrence and all the Jaguar organization to be able to come back and win that game. But to say – to use in comparison, well, Trevor's proven he can win the big one. Josh Allen is backing up. They both won a playoff game this yep. year. And granted, was Miami that good? No. And two, when you talk about – going head-to-head in the postseason, does that make Brock Purdy better than Dak Prescott? Or does that make <laughs> San Francisco's defense better for Absolutely, what they were able to do yeah. against the Dallas? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just because a quarterback beats you in the postseason, was Eli Manning better than Tom Brady? No, but he outplayed him yeah. a couple of times in the postseason. Well, I can tell you as a young kid who became a Giants fan watching the game, Jeff Hostetler is clearly a better quarterback than – Bill Jim Sims. Kelly. Jim Kelly. Oh, yeah. Well, right. Well, sure. Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. Like it's, you know? 
it's a weird thing. You get there is more evidence for that discussion than just that game. It is, but it's definitely a feather. In, there's no, I got no issue saying, hey, Taking Trevor, two and zero head to head versus yeah. Justin Herbert. We're gonna lean on that stat in that comparison. There's no question about it. It just goes beyond mm-hmm. that to me. I mean, that's not the the end all be all because right now Joe Burrow is still. Three and one versus Patrick Mahomes, and they're one and one in the postseason. So why isn't Burrow considered the better quarterback? Because Mahomes won the more recent one, you know. Yes, yeah. Uh, because Joseph Asai decided to shove him out of bounds and give him fifteen yards. <laughs> it's just, it is really strange, man. But uh, outcomes do matter. Uh, let's talk to the hammer on the other side, Hayes Carlin. Then we'll get back to your calls at six four one. 10-10, looking forward to catch up with Hayes, seeing what he thinks the top priorities are for the Jaguars as the 2023 offseason begins to stretch out. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. It's time to turn up the heat on the Roof It Right hot seat. Hot seat. Roof It Right so you can sleep at night. Got a new little bit of an intro right there for the hammer himself. It's a new year. ET, let it flow in there. I gotta switch it up. You did switch it up. I like it. But I still recognize our man, MC Hammer. We've got our own in house hammer, Hayes Carlion. Jaguars embedded reporter from 1010XL, the Frangie Show. Uh, excellent job covering this team and has for a number of years. Hayes, good to have you back. Hope you're having a good uh, start to your new year. What's going on, man? Come on, somebody. It's great to be back on with you guys. This guy knows how to come into the program like nobody's <laughs> business right here. Hey, Carline, you're an official. Uh, He's already angling for the uh, draft pick. I'm gonna make he him wants a, to be the guy in the media I'm mock gonna, draft. He know, knows what's up. I'm going to make him an unofficial like fourth host of uh, Jaguars today just because he brings that spirit every time. What about the 24th pick, Hayes? We don't have to worry about top 10 this year, baby, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, it's going to be fun when that draft party isn't starting at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. Uh, what was your reaction this morning to the news with Trevor Lawrence being named as a member of the Pro Bowl team this year? Yeah, it's great. It's happy for Trevor and the organization. It's certainly richly deserved. And yeah, I don't think he's going to have to worry about being uh, so far down the alternate list in uh, years moving forward. Uh, so yeah, I think it's the first of many. And it's uh, it's awfully exciting to see Trevor and, and Jamal Agnew, you know, headed to whatever this is going to be. And we're kind of asking folks today our Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day, Hayes. You know, for 2023, whether that's going into it, by the end of it, however you want to feel, like third-year Trevor Lawrence, where will he stack up in the AFC? Do you have to put Mahomes, Burrow, and Josh Allen ahead of him? And if so, is there anybody else? I, I mean, it's certainly deep in, in terms of other – contenders for that i mean you know justin herbert we'll see i you know what, what he can do with kellen moore at coordinator lamar jackson if he can stay healthy has certainly played at an mvp level um you know is there a player that sort of moves into the conference you know from the nfc does, does tom brady show up does aaron Rodgers show up you know to to make it even even deeper but you know i think a, a a fair expectation is for trevor to be somewhere in the top three in the afc next year uh, and that that's asking a lot, but you know, the way he played in the second half of the season, I think you feel like he is going to only get better. And, and again, the Jaguars were saying back in September that 
you know, the real Trevor Lawrence isn't going to show up until 2023 when he's had an offseason to digest Doug Peterson's system, uh, not have to worry about everything being installed. You know, they'll show up in the offseason program knowing the offense and being able to work on the nuances of it instead of just, okay, you know, starting from, from ground, you know, zero. I think that's going to make all the difference in the world for Trevor. And, you know, again, it'll allow him to focus on the defenses in the division, you know, studying, you know, coordinator, defensive coordinators, things that, you know, schemes that he has struggled with, you know, it just, he's going to be able to focus so much more on specifics and instead of generalities. And that should really, really elevate his game. Well, it's interesting, Hayes, because a lot of people say, many say you'll make the biggest leap from year one to year two. And then others are saying, well, you almost have to throw out year one for Trevor Lawrence, which I don't completely agree with. But he added 13 touchdown passes to his total this year, cut down his interceptions mightily, and added about 500 yards uh, through the air as well. Now he had better weapons to work with, but can he make a comparable leap? Like the better quarterbacks in the AFC now are throwing at least mid-30s in touchdowns. Can Trevor add – can he make that same kind of leap he made this year into next year – Add it, you know, get up to the 46, 4,700 yards passing, be a 35 touchdown tosser in 2023. I think absolutely he can. I mean, I, I think you, you, it starts with, I, I think his weapons will be even better this coming season because he'll have familiarity with Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. And I think Evan Ingram is back. And you're adding in a player like Calvin Ridley, which I think will only help Trevor. Uh, I think ETN will be a bigger component in the passing game so I think you know those could be some easy high percentage completions that Trevor gets more yardage and and touchdowns on uh, to ETN as as he gets more comfortable uh, in the NFL as well Uh, I think you know the offensive line will do a good job he'll have a a ground game to protect him and so uh, yeah I, I think it's absolutely there for Trevor to put up really gaudy numbers and you know I, I think the expectation or the goal for Trevor should be set the franchise record for touchdown passes in a season, which would be 36. That would, that would uh, break Blake Bortles' record. That's the magic number. That's the one I think he should really be gearing to, to eclipsing. Hayes, the salary cap number was officially put out by the NFL yesterday. Most expect that Shaq Griffin is going to be released by the team at some point here uh, and save $13 million on the cap. What else do you expect the team to do in the next few weeks so that they can be positioned from a cap perspective for free agency and the rest of the offseason? I think the biggest thing for us this offseason is we're going to really get uh, a, a great knowledge of how restructuring works, which is something that, you know, for the last decade, we haven't really had to worry about. The Jaguars haven't really been in this situation where, you know, they're tight against the cap and having to figure out how to retain a bunch of their players and, uh, so this is all new. Uh, a lot of teams, a lot of franchises deal with this, you know, on an annual basis. We have not really had to do that. So I think it's it's gonna you're gonna start with just simple restructuring, which doesn't require player approval, um, and it just basically goes back to what Trent Baalke said at his season-ending press conference of cash is more important than cap. You have an owner in Shad Khan that's willing to spend whatever it takes to win and. This offseason, that's really going to be paramount in the Jaguars being able to retain these players and and hopefully 
bring back Evan Ingram and Jawan Taylor and Arden Key. So it, it's a it's going to be a, a process for them. That I mean, it's going to it's going to be a challenge. But um, but basically, in going through it, there there's two ways that teams can restructure. They can do basically a simple restructure, which again doesn't require player approval. The players always love this because it puts money in their account immediately. Um, and then the Jaguars, the Jaguars don't have to do anything other than that to get under the cap and probably be able to create enough space to make really strong runs at Ingram, Taylor, and Key. Uh, if they want to create even more room, they can do maximum restructures, but that's basically a renegotiation. That would be like adding years to the contract. That obviously would need player approval. Uh, you know, but if they wanted to do that with players like Christian Kirk, um, Foye Aluakon, you know, guys that are still, you know, in just basically their mid-20s and guys that, you know, played great in their first year here, you know, if they're willing to do that, then, you know, that, that allows more space to be created. But I think for what the Jaguars are up against, just simply restructuring a few deals with their uh, bigger cap hits in 2023 will create the space that they need. And again, you've got an owner that's willing to, to do it. So, you know, Shad Khan will still be writing some lucrative checks. They'll just be the in-house guys this year, which is obviously the ideal way to do business in the NFL. We're just not used to that around here. We're used to the Jaguars throwing big money at, at free agents on other teams. All right, Hayes, um, you mentioned Juwan Taylor several times there. I think there's a couple different schools of thought on him, whether or not the Jags will be able to retain him, depending on what he is seeking on the market, uh, I would say Tony and I would put it probably over 95% likelihood that Evan Ingram is back here, mm -hmm. likely on an extension, but the franchise tag is palatable there. It's not for Jawan Taylor, right? For offensive linemen, it's over $18 million a year. You're not going to go that route. How confident are you that Taylor is going to be a priority for them to bring back and that they're going to be able to get it done? Yeah, I think 90% that he's a priority. Um, I think probably 55% that, that he returns. Because um, like you said, it's, you know, Jawan Taylor hasn't made anything yet on his rookie contract. You know, the second round pick isn't, isn't going to be very lucrative. So obviously Jawan Taylor has got, uh, he's got to make life-changing money on this next contract, as much of it as he can get. And so, you know, it's it's going to be up to his agent to get him the best deal. I I don't think there's going to be any sort of hometown discount or anything like that. So if if Jawan Taylor's agent is able to secure that from the Jaguars or, or feels like he's getting that, then you know they'll probably get a deal done. But I you know I would think that it's going to be tough for Trent Baalke to be able to do that because you'd love if you're Jawan Taylor for the other 31 clubs to to be able to let you know what they are willing to pay uh, if he hits the market. So I, I think it's a challenge, but I do think the Jaguars uh, are going to be able to get it done. Uh, if if Jawan Taylor is is wanting to come back, it seems like he he is certainly open to it. So yeah, you're going to have to pay him top dollar. But if if the Jaguars do that, then I think they've got a better than fifty percent chance of keeping him. Yeah, I think Ingram, Taylor, and Key could all be guys that they prioritize trying to get back in a Jaguars uniform next year Hayes but if you had to rank the priority for you and for the team how do you think those three guys would shake out I would go Ingram then Taylor then Key 
would be the the way I would do that. Now, some of that is the the financial commitment. Ingram isn't is, isn't going to cost as much as Taylor, and uh, and and Evan Ingram I think is just exemplary in in everything he does on and off the field. Uh, not to say that Jawan Taylor isn't as well. Uh, they're in in key. I mean, they're they're all three great guys. Um, but I Ingram really is uh, just unbelievably impressive as a pro. So. Uh, and again, his skill set, I do think, is something that would be hard to replicate if you allow him to leave. So um, so for me, it's close, but I would go Ingram 1, Taylor 2, and then Key 3. I'm talking here with Hayes Carline of the Frangie Show for a couple more minutes on Jaguars today. Uh, Hayes, where does cornerback rank among your offseason priorities for this football team? Well, it's interesting because I was shocked. Darius Williams' cap number in 2023 is 12 million. So, and they get no relief by uh, moving on. So, you know, if if you figure that uh, the Darius Williams is going to be on the team is the uh, corner opposite Tyson Campbell, you know, it it sort of creates an issue where I think they need to draft a corner, but I don't know that I would do it at, at 24. You know, it seems like maybe second, third round might be where you would look because it, at least in the immediate, it would seem like that rookie is probably going to be, uh, you know, vying for the nickel spot. Um, I can't imagine they're going to pay Darius Williams $12 million to, you know, just to get beaten out. So, um, so with that in mind, yeah, I, I corner would be high, but, uh, and, and if the right player fell at 24, then obviously you could justify taking him because you don't know how long Darius Williams is going to be here. But um, but I would say certainly in the, one of the first three picks, uh, corner needs to be addressed. But at this point, I'd probably put it more second, third round. Did you hear anything over the course of the season or here in the last couple of weeks about the potential of a long-term deal getting done with Josh Allen? And is that something that you're in favor of? The momentum was that it wasn't going to happen. So, you know, I'm curious to see Josh Allen, though, played much better in the last month of the season. So uh, my guess is nothing gets done and Josh Allen plays on uh, the fifth year option. And then the Jaguars figure it out after one more year. So, um, you know, I would be surprised they could take that route and extend him. It would help lower the uh, number this year. He's owed $10.8 million. So a new deal, you know, you would think in the first year would be lower than that from a cap standpoint, but but probably only by about $3 million. Uh, but I, I think the bigger question is, you know, where do they view him in terms of their, their long-term plan? So uh, my guess is they sort of kick it down the line a little bit and Josh plays on the fifth-year option. And then they come back a year from now, and then they have to make a decision on Josh Allen on uh, can they work out an extension, uh, or do they let him hit the market, or do they franchise tag him? All right, plenty more uh, off-season issues to discuss with Hayes Carline, and we hope to uh, catch up with him frequently throughout the off-season to do just that. Uh, but Hayes, let's uh, let you leave us with your thought on this today. Calvin Ridley, you're going to project 2,400 or 2,500 receiving <laughs> yards in 2023. I like 2,900. 2,900, you know, right. It's a 17-game season. Now, I forgot I think that's that. Gonna, yeah, that's going to really help him. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see him. I mean, I, it's one of those things where, you know, you try to temper your excitement, but uh, he was such a, a big-time player in Atlanta, and I understand, you know, he's been 
uh, out for a while now, but I, you know, I, I would be surprised if he doesn't come back at the same level that we're used to seeing. And, you know, I would be surprised if Trevor Lawrence doesn't, you know, really unleash everything that he can do. And, and what Doug Peterson and the fact that you do have Christian Kirk and Zay Jones that, and hopefully Evan Ingram, you know, that defenses have to pay attention to those guys as well. So uh, I'm expecting huge things. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know about uh, yardage projections mm-hmm. yet, but I'm sure by the, by the time I see him in OTAs, once he's reinstated, you know, you guys will be seeing uh, tweets from me and, uh, and, and, and bold statements on air about Calvin Ridley's going to set the franchise record. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, I tend to get a little carried away. It's all good, man. We, that's why we love you in part. Uh, one of the many reasons, uh, Hayes Carline, who you can find on Twitter at his name, H-A-Y-S-C-A-R-L-Y-O-N, just like it sounds. Hayes, always appreciate the time, man. And we do look forward to catching up and picking your brain uh, throughout the offseason. But thanks for the time today. Sure thing. Love it. Love the show, guys. Take Thank care. Thank you, buddy. Come on, somebody. Hayes coming in strong right there, E.T., mm-hmm. by the way. I love Hayes. So uh, so I went and I took Hayes' advice here. Okay. And I headed over to Spot Track, you know, one of the salary cap tracking sites, by the way. The, so the cap is expected to – it's it's going up $20 million. The Jags are expected to be like $34 million over the cap, right? That's when you roll in Calvin Ridley's figure. So I decided to just do some – Base salary restructures, which is an option on there. Released Shaquille Griffin, restructured some of the biggest contracts on the Jags. Okay. And I'll tell you where we stand coming out of the break. All right. We'll see where we stand. How much money do we have to play with here, uh, Tony, to get Evan Ingram, Juwan Taylor, Arden Key, and that's just bringing your own guys back. No doubt. Maybe yep. Dewan Smoot, who knows. Uh, but uh, we'll discuss that on the other side. If you want to get on board, 641-1010, talk about the question of the day. Where do you see Trevor Lawrence stacking up against the best quarterbacks in the AFC in 2023? Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and ET, this is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. You know, I think a, a, a fair expectation is for Trevor to be somewhere in the top three in the AFC next year. Uh, and that that's asking a lot. But, you know, the way he played in the second half of the season, I think you feel like he is going to only get better. Now more Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, moving into hour two of Jaguars today. That was a hammer. Hayes Carlion here with us discussing, among other things, uh, Trevor Lawrence's ascension to Pro Bowl quarterback as an alternate this year, moving up the ladder. Hey, so be it, man. I want him to be the number one vote getter and uh, earn that spot. But he's got his work cut out for him. The beauty is, the, the once he's competing with Tony, it is a stacked AFC. He's the young pup. He's the, uh, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> They're all young, but he is the but young he's the young. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes like 27. Yeah. It's not old. No. That's four years. Imagine where Trevor Lawrence might be in four years from now. For sure. Now, the thing is, along the way, Mahomes picked up an MVP, Super Bowl championship, a yeah. bunch of deep playoff runs. And it'll still just be 31. And it'll only be 31. Yeah. But imagine even, like, in the next few years when Trevor is, like, with one of, like one of those top three amongst these big dogs in this AFC conference. Like, we know we got us one. Oh, I feel like we kind of believe that now, but you're right. Like, when if, if he can rip off – a string, you know, like Hayes was talking about, hit 30, 36 touchdown passes, and that's kind of the benchmark, set the franchise mark. He's going to eventually own all the franchise marks for everything, right? Oh, Barring sure. some kind of 
crazy injury it won't type even situation. Take that long. No, won't. Right. He'll 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 be the standard bearer for a long, 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 long time because he's going to play for a long time. Hopefully, the Jags are smart enough never to let him get away, and mm-hmm. on we go. Uh, but yeah, um, let him take that leap. The same leap he made this year. It's not out of the question, Tony. It really no. isn't. You know, add Calvin Ridley, another year of familiarity. Trevor Lawrence's own improvement in his game, hitting the ground faster, running faster at the beginning of the season, right? Not not taking quite as long to get into that groove like he did this year. And could he be a 35-touchdown, 10-interception guy uh, with 4,500-plus yards and then start rip-off strings of those yeah. type seasons? Instead of like, wow, you remember that year? Remember that one year Blake threw for all those touchdowns and yards? Wasn't that great? <laughs> That was fantastic. How'd he do it? Don't know. Still don't know. <laughs> you know, I'll be an old man saying that, but yeah. uh, Trevor to be like, remember that decade <laughs> where he just, right, yeah. like, he didn't throw less than 34 touchdowns in that one year. He hit 53. Are you kidding me? He's got it in him, man. I don't know mm-hmm. if we'll ever get there or not. Um, all right. I do have, I told you I, I manipulated the salary cap a little bit here for the Jaguars. Yeah. So let's, let's play a little bit here with the cap. Okay, um, as Hayes suggested, you could do some you know basic salary contract restructures, which usually push some money, you know, at least cap charge yeah. into future years, which, you know, again, not ideal. But we're just we're not going to worry about that as much for the moment. Let's just see where we can get for this year's salary cap. Jags roughly thirty four million over the cap. Okay, um, we. Release our man, Shaq Griffin. Pour one out for your man, Shaq, there, E.T. I can't imagine a scenario where he's back with the Jaguars this year, man. Hey, man. It's tough. You know, Shaq, Shaq, super enthusiastic to come to this franchise. Uh, Great guy, great personality. You know, had he played the whole year, who knows how we'd feel about him, right? Yeah, don't know. As it stands now, you're that far over the cap. That's the biggest single chunk you can save. Is by releasing Shaq Griffin, you're going to save over 13 million yeah. bucks. And I don't see know, how it makes sense to keep him. And that man knows that this is a business. He knows, and, you know. So he knows. I mean, He's yeah. made some good money. He'll make more good money in his right. career. You know, wish him well. But we got to have that 13 mil, Shaq. Mm-hmm. So we're saving 13 mil for Shaq. Now I'm going to restructure the most expensive guys here. Christian Kirk's cap figure is 23 million this year. With a simple base salary restructure, I can get that cap figure down under 13 and a half. Okay. Okay. So I save $9.6 million against the cap. Again, pushing a little into the future now, right? Yep. Uh, I can restructure Foyer Oluokin and drop his cap figure from over $19 million to under $13 million. So uh, with Oluokin, I save $6.459 million dollars against the cap. I could restructure Cam Robinson. Instead of a cap figure over 22 million, I'm now at 14.6, savings of 7.4 million dollars. I could restructure Brandon Sheriff and I can get his cap figure down to where I save a little over 6 million against the cap. So, these are the most expensive Jaguars on the roster right, right. now. Shaq's gone. I have now Squeezed every drop of juice that I can out of Kirk, Oluokin, Sheriff, Cam Robinson. That leaves me with a surplus 
of $8.3 million in cap space. Is that enough to just sign Evan Ingram alone? Probably not. Doubtful. Uh, I mean, you can, now, there's an a scenario, extension you can, yeah. Right. Five year deal, yeah. first year salary of a million bucks, bonus prorated, $6 million cap hit. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's possible you could get Ingram in under that. If you need to go the franchise tag route, you still don't have enough money nope. just to get Ingram. This is why this, the Dewan Taylor thing, I get. You know, Hayes said 90% priority in terms of their desire to get something done, 55% likelihood. I, I don't know if I can put it that high, Tony. Yeah. I mean, there are other ways you could continue to go down this line and create more money. Well, other guys, um, you mentioned releasing Roy Robertson-Harris. Mm-hmm. What would that save us? All right, well, let's re- release Roy Robertson-Harris. I just saved $7.8 million in cap space. Okay. Okay? So now we're 16. Okay. We don't have Roy Robertson Harris nope. in the lineup. Um, we still need cornerback depth. Okay, we get Evan Ingram, let's say, for the franchise number. Roughly call it eleven. We got five million in cap space. Right. We want Arden Key. We want Juwan Taylor. We gotta sign the rookies. We gotta hopefully bring in a few players from other teams to plug a few holes. You gotta have some surplus left over mm-hmm. to manage throughout the year. Guys get hurt, you bring other guys on, you're adding salary. Uh, to your bottom line. So, again, there are other. I could restructure Foley Fatakasi. Oh, well, now I've picked up $3.7 million more. I mean, I'm running out of guys to restructure to get any kind of significant savings. Sure. Now and We're the, at about 19. 19.8. Pushing to 20. Yeah. 19.8. We've released Roy Robertson-Harris. We've released Shaq Griffin. We've restructured the other five biggest deals that are currently under contract for the Jaguars. Now, is there a point where you could conceivably maybe would you consider extending Calvin Ridley sight on like if you see him in OTAs mini camps he looks good could you get something done look that's well past the start of the league year anyway you're still going to have to be under the cap yeah. by a certain point could you create cap space by extending him yeah you could could you do it with Josh Allen yeah you could depending on how you structure it but as Hayes said are they going to do that with Josh Allen or do they want to commit Sure. Five years of fresh money. Are they going to see how he plays under the fifth-year option this yeah. year? I, I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they figure out a, a two-year extension with a guy like Agnew, right? But you're only talking about $5 million and maybe you pull that number down to two or three. Right. Let's you know? cut that in half. So you're not saving a whole lot of money. I think the entire conversation for me, and we talked about it last week when Tommy was in with us on Friday, I, I feel like with the Jawan Taylor situation that the Jags are going to have a value on Jawan Taylor, and that when they go and talk to him, I wouldn't be surprised if that's somewhere around that $11, $12 million a year mark. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they're willing to go for Jawan Taylor. We'll figure it out at that kind of number. And Jawan would say, no, I want to see what the market's going to bear for me. And they say, okay, go test it. Like, that right now is what I expect to happen with Jawan Taylor. And honestly, if that's going to be the situation, I'm – probably 75-25 that Walker Little is your right tackle next year. And I'm okay with that, right, if that's the direction that it has to go. I think Evan Ingram's going to be here, and I would lo- if, if I were prioritizing it, I would put Key ahead of Jawan Taylor for me personally because it's not a team that gets any kind of interior pass rush, and Key gives you that. It's not a team that gets any kind of solid, consistent outside pass rush, and Key can give you that. Right, like that would be the guy that would be the number two priority for me. But it at would what, be Ingram what price? And I don't know what the number would be. 
But whatever that number is, that money would go to Key for me instead of Taylor. Whatever that number is, that's the direction I would go with that money because I got Walker Little that can play right tackle for me at a fine level right now. It's a hard one because, you you know, Juwan Taylor is still young. I know. He's very durable. He had his best year, most would say, across the board. I don't know if I've heard anybody suggest who really watches the film that he didn't have his best year. No. Cam Robinson, you don't know what state he's going to come back in, right? Hopefully he's going to be fine with the meniscus injury. But sure. He's only got a couple years on his deal as well. I mean, like I'm not. I understand what you're saying. I think. Are you factoring in? Do you believe Arden Key is going to be less expensive? And that is no, part I think, of the reason. That's, I think they would both be about the same. You do. I do. See, I, well, if I could get, and I, I appreciate what Arden Key brought to this football team. Yeah. I think Jawan Taylor is more valuable to this football team. If it were the, if it were ten, eleven million for me, I'd rather roll with that offensive tackle depth that is rare in the National Football League. And I get it. You can't always have that luxury. Sure. But if it's a choice between, like, I, I might just take my chances and say, hey, Justin Houston, you want to go chase a ring with us? You know, hey, Brandon Graham, if they don't bring you back to Philadelphia, let me find an aging sure. guy who is just trying to win some more football games. And look, obviously, you know, Brandon Graham played for Philadelphia, but he's a free agent coming up. Don't know if they're going to prioritize bringing him back on a team that had four guys with double-digit sacks. No doubt. He's like 34 years old. Can I sque squeeze another good year or so out of him? I think I could with Arden Key, but again, what was that impact? We love him. He's a, he's kind of like a rally around the Arden Key flag guy, right? Like uh, he's a an emotional um, leader, I think, in some senses for this football team. What do you have, four sacks on the year? You know, is that is that worth the investment? Are you projecting him into a bigger role? It's tough, man. Um, just looking at some of this salary cap maneuvering here, I've restructured Darius Williams and Foley Fatakasi. I'm now up to $24 million in cap space. Okay. God knows what this does to my cap in 2024. Mm -hmm. Like, I really don't know. Um, I'm not savvy enough to understand this. So you can create the space. There's no question about that. They're projected to have about $77 million on the cap next year right now. 77 under. Yeah. To the good. Well, the good. so if you're now pushing some of this. That's also the first offseason where you can think about an extension for Trevor Lawrence. Right. Was it John Osher who said last week he thinks they're not going to do that immediately? I don't, I don't remember if if that's the way I don't. I don't want to attribute it yeah. to Ocean unless, uh, you know. So one of our hosts – I want to say it was Osh, but uh, I'll have to confirm with him. You can check with him. Thought yeah. they may, might play this out a little bit. Not that they yeah. don't think he's worth it, but to try to maximize the window. Like, hey, just because you're eligible for an extension, we do have you under contract for the fourth year. Obviously, we're picking up the fifth-year option. Um, it's not written in stone that you have to get an extension mm -hmm. at the first moment that it's available. However they do it, just – Let's let's be smart here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, let's not create any any bad blood. Sometimes you're you're gonna have to bite the bullet. If there's one guy you're gonna have to tighten your belt at other spots for in the history of this franchise. There's never been one like Trevor Lawrence yeah. that you can look at at the age of 23 and look out at what the possibilities are over the next 10-plus years for this football team. Shot Khan knows that. Yeah. Everybody knows that. And we'll add, just looking at this, I'm looking at this on, on over the cap, that that $76 million, 
uh, for 2024 includes the assumption that the cap goes up about 30 for that year as well. And now, probably will. Yeah, well, who knows what that number will actually be, but at least that assumption is thrown in there. Uh, Mark Brunel's age uh, when he went 3-7 and seven for the Jaguars in 1995. How about this? His age when he went 9-7 and seven and led him to the playoffs in 96. 26. 26. Trevor's three years younger than that. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, and again, there's not a shot at Brunel. We love Brunel. Fantastic. Yeah. Best in franchise history yeah. till now. He's getting ready to get passed by in a right. hurry. Remember when everyone was like, wow, they're giving Patrick Mahomes how much money? Bro, it's like, uh, like I, when's I, the last time that even got mentioned? Who cares? Tony, I think this is one of the smartest deals that's ever been given out in <laughs> like, sports. And we said it. Like when they did it, you and I discussed it. I was like, it's going to be a bargain in five years. Th- three years yeah. from now. It'll be like, like, so he's averaging $45 million over 10 years, you're saying. Yeah. I would sign Trevor Lawrence to that contract. The, the first, moment it, I if, can. If the, yeah. if the season ended next year and he would take that same Mahomes deal, I would do it. I would too. Because the cap will absorb that. The ca- Two years of the cap going up in consecutive years yeah. would be enough to absorb his entire contract. So, And if you can lock that down for the long term, Trev, here you go. Here's, here's half a billion dollars, basically. I'll even give him the bump. Ten years, 50. <laughs> 50 per. Spending Sean's money. Yeah. You know what? It's what Run you it. get for not adopting me all those years ago. I would have been more fiscally sound <laughs> had you just taken me up on that offer. Not too late, Shad. by the way. All right, uh, the question of the day today presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate. Just where do you think Trevor Lawrence will rank among the AFC quarterbacks in 2023? Or you can look at it after next season is complete. However the uh, the case may be is uh, we bring it up because Trevor Lawrence uh, today ascends to Pro Bowl status as an alternate uh, and he is the official fill-in for Patrick Mahomes, who will be busy a couple of weeks from now in the Super Bowl. And uh, not that there's a Pro Bowl game to be played, but nonetheless, you can weigh in on that. 641-1010 if you want to get on board and join the conversation. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. I mean, they're, they're all three great guys. But I, Ingram really is just unbelievably impressive as a pro. So... And again, his skill set, I do think, is something that would be hard to replicate if you allow him to leave. So so for me, it's close, but I would go Ingram 1, Taylor 2, and then Key 3. Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars today on 1010XL. You know, if, if E.T. walked up to me right now, gave me a big open hand smack in the face, mm-hmm. I would be less stunned than I would be if Evan Ingram plays for a different team other than Jacksonville next year. Yeah, I really just think it's almost a mortal lock. Don't you do it, please. I'm not. <laughs> please. I can't outrun you, so if you decide to come in here, I have very little defense against you right now. I'll just sit here in the chair. And All you got to do is hug me. Try to I'm observe. Done. I already hugged you today. I hugged you and Tony today. Mm-hmm. I was in a hugging mood today. We do love each other around these parts. No doubt. Jaguars today. We're a little family. You know how families go. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're the Manson family. So <laughs> that's how it goes. What? Ah, it's just the, it's true. Good to Manson family. Well, I mean, there's everything in between. Everything right. in between. Great yeah. to Manson family. How yeah. about that? Even right. wider range. Um, I think we're on the the better end of that spectrum. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. At least past the halfway point. <laughs> we're not halfway to Manson. Uh, all right. Um, how many primetime games for the Jags do you predict? For 2023. At least two and probably three. 
I'm thinking they're going to get that Thursday night game for sure. Sure. So I think they're going to get at least I think they'll get a one Monday. on a Sunday or a Monday night. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll get a Monday. Yeah, the schedule's good enough that honestly I wouldn't be surprised if one well, of those games that is, was Sunday right. night football. I, it, it could be right. You got Mahomes, you got Burrow, you got Allen. These quarterbacks we're talking about head-to-head matchups, um, no question about it. Um, reason I bring it up, I'm sure you've seen the numbers. Now the numbers go up every round of the playoffs. Yeah, right. In terms of viewership. But um, when the Jags played the Chiefs on Saturday, a week and a half ago, it was the most watched Saturday afternoon divisional playoff game since 2013. Mm. Now, granted, Patrick Mahomes is playing in there as well. Sure, but it's not the first time I assume he's played on a Saturday I'm afternoon. Get, well, right. Well, I don't know that for a the, fact. Like, they've played the Titans a couple times, and the Titans always feel like the Who wants to see window. that? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, that but, kind of thing. So, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like. It's NFL, it's football. Man. Yeah. Do, do, I don't know if people care. Like, I don't care that the Arizona Cardinals playing Glendale, Arizona. Don't care. Don't care. But if I enjoy watching Kyler Murray when he's healthy, yeah. I tune in and watch Kyler Murray play football. Yeah. And, and some of those defensive players and James Conner. And, and, you know, Trevor Lawrence is becoming more of a thing, particularly coming off that game against Herbert head-to-head the week before with the comeback, right? Yeah. But pretty impressive that 34000000 million-plus on average watch that game, which was the most in 10 years. Yeah. And viewership peaked at around $37 million. Now, you look at this week's numbers, um, on average, $53 million watched. But yeah. again, it's the AFC Championship game. And it is Burrow versus Mahomes, and there was a lot of hype that went into it. No doubt. And as the playoffs go along, you know, it's there are only two games to watch. They're both on Sunday. You know, you can, I can see, like, if you're in part of the country, you're like, look, I'm not giving up both Saturday and Sunday. Maybe I'll miss that first game, that early window on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'll settle in on Saturday night. I'll watch a mm-hmm. doubleheader on Sunday. I could absolutely see that sure. playing out like that for a lot of people. Uh, but, you know, the, the narrative that nobody's going to watch, it's Jacksonville. It's not about the market size. No. it's. I mean, it is to a small degree. Yeah. But that's not the biggest factor. It's how many eyes, how, how much appeal do you have? Kids know, you know, young people know. Everybody knows who Trevor Lawrence is. We've had a backstory. It's not like he became, he was Brock Purdy and he no, yeah. went from Mr. Irrelevant to like, damn, this guy can't lose. I yeah. mean, great story. And it's why I think the number is at least two. And if they do play one of those games on Sunday night, right? Like if the... Buffalo, Kansas City, whatever. If one of those games get picked up by Sunday night, I think they're going to have a game on Monday night football this year. I do too. I think I they're going to have a Thursday, least Monday. One. Yeah. Right. So if they get that Sunday night, they're going to have three. All right. I'm saying without a flex, take take all. You think there'll be schedule? If you had to bet, I'm not. You know, not not your life here. Hundred bucks, Tony. If you're right, would you say two or would you say three? Three. Three on the schedule yeah. when it comes out. What do you think, E? I'm thinking three also. I'm thinking two, but maybe I'm just, you know, used to the Jags it's getting the short end. It's fair to be conservative uh-huh. with picking this kind of stuff with the Jags, no doubt. You know, but I do think, because you could do one of those matchups on a Monday night, any of those quarterbacks, that yeah. would be super appealing yep. uh, to do it. And I absolutely think they'll get a Thursday night game as well. So, yeah, Thursday, Monday, boy, Sunday night football would be nice. Yeah. You know, like, it, to some degree, it's like, it is an event. And I wouldn't want to do it all the time. Like, if I were a person who had to work 9 to 5 on Monday, and 
You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, it's still life. And, oh, yeah, take Monday off. Not everybody can just take Monday off. Yeah. You know, it's just not, that's not how everyone's life is structured. But um, anyway, I just, interesting looking at those numbers over the last couple of weeks and trying to think that, you know, this is going from, oh, who wants to see that? To, wow, I want to see that, right? Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. Look, let's, not kid ourselves it's mostly about the offense right I mean people there may be a few people to tune in to see Nick Bosa when San Fran is on but it's more Christian McCaffrey than it is Nick Bosa sure and it's not like anyone really cares about Kansas City but they want to watch Patrick Mahomes play quarterback right if it were are you telling me if it was Chad Henney he of the (laughs) 98 yard drive that they wouldn't be probably not stacking them 10 deep probably not all right Tony why don't you take us around the National Football League sir now, Gems Around the NFL, brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. San Francisco quarterback Brock Purdy reportedly has a torn UCL in his right elbow. He will be seeking a second opinion before undergoing surgery, but is expected to be ready for training camp for the 49ers. The league has informed teams that the salary cap for the 2023 season will be $224.8 million. That's $16.6 million higher than 2022's cap of $208.2 million. Practices for the 2023 Reese's Senior Bowl get underway today with live coverage on ESPNU and ESPN2 this afternoon, and you can catch it on NFL Plus as well. The league streaming app starting today at 1230 and continuing through the next couple of days with obviously the game coming up on Saturday at 230 on the NFL Network. Kellen Moore, who agreed to part ways with Dallas over the weekend, is set to become the next OC for the Los Angeles Chargers. Kansas City quarterback, cornerback, Legereus Sneed is in the league's concussion protocol after being forced out of the AFC Championship game on Sunday during the first quarter, putting his status, at least for now, for the Super Bowl in doubt. All right, thank you, Tony. Uh, by the way, I haven't forgotten about our Fred Taylor autograph flip card giveaway. I, I got an idea in mind. And maybe we'll lay that out there tomorrow. Uh, so if you are interested in winning that, uh, it was the official flip card. It's basically just a thing for broadcasters to make it easy at a glance to see who's playing whom. Uh, and it was for the Jaguars-Chargers playoff game. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a unique piece of memorabilia because Freddie signed it right there in the aftermath of the game. Got a photo of him holding it that I could pass along to you for verification. Uh, he personalized it. It'll do all till we die on there. It, you know, just pretty cool little uh, keepsake. So um, we've mentioned this a few times, and you know, we've had other things going on. So uh, we'll try to lay out what you can do tomorrow to put yourself in contention to win that. So you want to be listening to tomorrow's show uh, to be sure, because I'm not going to explain it on social media. If you DM me, hey, I missed the show. And uh, could you explain it to me personally? My answer will be no. But here's a link to go listen <laughs> to the show. So there you go. Because ET always posts that bad boy up there. Uh, all right. When we come back, let's uh, let's kind of go quarterback by quarterback. Eliminate the easy ones and okay. uh, debate the more difficult ones on where Trevor Lawrence will wind up uh, in our own personal consideration. And as much as what will be the general NFL consensus about him for 2023 compared to the rest of the quarterbacks in the American Football Conference. If you want to get in, there's still time at 641-1010. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. La, la, yeah. la, la, wait till I get my money right. Everything you need to know about the Jags. 
Jaguars today on 1010XL. All right, about 10 minutes to go today on Jaguars Today. Uh, later on this week, John Shipley in studio from Jaguar Report on Thursday and Tom McManus on Friday. Tomorrow, among other things, we'll look at uh, some of the top free agents on the market. Don't know if the Jags are going to be able to play in that pool or not. Outside of their own guys, as we've been talking about their salary cap uh, situation here, it's not inconceivable that they could create enough room to make a run at one guy, you know, we consider a big-time signing, but anything close to last year, like like Foley Fatakasi, the money he got last year, I'd be surprised if they go outside the team and get more than one guy for that kind of cash. Oh, I'm with you. You know, um, and maybe not even one, you know, uh, if they're able to prioritize their own guys, bring them back, get it done, that may be, you know, then you're you're plugging holes with some rotational guys and hope you hit on some draft picks and hope Trevor Lawrence uh, and uh, the offense takes another leap forward, which is possible. Internal improvement. What a concept. <laughs> right? You know? And uh, reading through, you know, we had mock draft Monday yesterday, uh-huh. but reading through some of the mock drafts, at least – a few of them that I saw mentioned the idea of you're adding Calvin Ridley to this team, and if Calvin Ridley is Calvin Ridley, that's essentially like having two first-round picks this year, right? Now, you're going to have to figure out what you're going to do with the contract beyond this yeah, year. Yeah, but for, for this year. For a guy year. like Calvin Ridley, if he is that guy still, then that's a big addition potentially to this team. And we talked about it when they made the trade. There's not going to be anybody as good or better from a skill set perspective, available to the Jags in free agency this offseason than Calvin Ridley. So if you want to add a number one receiver, which they potentially could be doing, you know, to this offense, that's a big addition to this football team on top of everything that we got to talk about with how they're going to manage the cap and who's staying, who's going. Hashtag. Yeah. Bulky (laughs) masterclass. Uh, Did you see this at CBS yesterday Mm. uh, from Cody Benjamin? Ranking the 12 teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs for 2023. No. Uh, their chances of reaching the Super Bowl. Next year. For next year, okay. right? Um, 12 teams. Jags are among them, obviously. Number 12, Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Number 11, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> They're lucky to be that high. <laughs> that squad. All right. Uh, number 10, Miami. Okay. Number nine, the Buccaneers. That's totally in if they get Brady back for a say. How are I, they I, nine? It's the, the only way they can be even considered in there. By the way, Gronk did say, what did he say? He thinks it's more likely that he'd play in Tampa than he would in Vegas. Was that the specific Something thing? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, what about San Fran? Um, number eight, the Chargers. We dispatched them. Mm. Number seven. There's a chances to be in the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl in uh, of reaching the Super Bowl. Okay. Number seven is the Giants. They have a better chance of the Chargers just because of the way the conference is stacked, maybe. I suppose. Right? Yeah. Might lose Brady and Rodgers out of the conference next year. Yeah. Number six. Drum roll, please. <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. Hey. Okay. Okay. Uh, don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for them. But nope. You know, they got a game away. That means your Jags are in the top five, according to this yep. ranking. Number five is your Baltimore Ravens. Mm. Mm, we moving on up, Tony. Uh, number four is your Minnesota Vikings. The 
Jags are third. Okay. No more drama. They're third behind the Bills and the Bengals. Bills That's and pretty Bengals. good. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's it's pretty much an AFC power ranking there. They said, <laughs> yes, we're serious. They may have scraped their way to an ugly AFC South title, but Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence exceeded expectations of the pairing by season's end, notably with the 27-point comeback against the Chargers in their playoff debut. Lawrence just now emerging as a potential top-10 gunslinger. Peterson proven to be a culture builder in multiple places. Young defensive front showed out early in the postseason. Here's the kicker. More reinforcements should be on the way, including all-pro wideout. Calvin Ridley in that division. Why can't they make a deeper run? Mm. Mm, it's almost like they're saying nice things about us now. <laughs> All right, let's go through this here. Uh, let's eliminate the teams that don't have a better quarterback in the AFC than the Jaguars. Uh, take Trevor over anything Denver's rolling out through a Russell Wilson, right? Correct. Um, Raiders, even if it's Brady, I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence at this stage I would too. than I would Tom Brady, who I don't know how much he can move and protect himself in the pocket. E.T., why don't we make this the 10-10 take? By the way, before I forget. 10, 10, 10. 10, 10 take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10, 10 take. Brought to you by Northern Tool. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. Did I hear Dempsey say Lawrence better than Brady? What I, is know, going on? And as I said it, I went and looked at Brady's numbers for this year. Oh, he, what did he lead the league in passing yardage? Uh, he was third in the league in passing yardage, 46-94, 25 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Very comparable, yeah, except yeah. for the yardage, right? He, he and just can't move. He can't, right, and, and that's not going to get better as you go along, right? Probably so not. Um, anyway, for now, not even in the conference. Um, mm-hmm. So... Even if you want to put Derek Carr there, you want Lawrence or Carr? Lawrence. I'll take Trevor. Yeah. Um, Houston, <laughs> Indy, ha, Tennessee, please. Yeah. Right, I mean, th- that's the one thing we got going. That's the best thing, honestly. Yeah. You clearly had the best quarterback in the division. Uh, Kenny Pickett? No, thank you. Mm-mm. What about Deshaun Watson? By the way, did you see that Pittsburgh thing? Fryermuth saying they didn't even have hot reads in their offense this year? <laughs> Didn't even have them installed in the offense How? for Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Oh, coaching. Yeah, I guess so. Jaguars. Now, look, Tomlin never has a losing season. But, no. all right, um, Deshaun Watson. It's conceivable he gets his mojo back, but. Yeah, I mean, I'd take Trevor Lawrence right now. So would I. Deshaun Watson, yeah. So I'm a good person. Uh, <laughs> Mac Jones, please. Trevor. Come on. The yep. Jets. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Frank Gore. Um, Lamar Jackson. Trevor. I would, too. Yeah. And, and is that being homering up? Or I don't know. You tell me. I know yeah. Lamar's won an MVP. That was a few years ago. Yeah. Right? And, you know, part of it is I think Trevor's going to have much better weapons. Yeah, Mark Andrews probably a little bit better than Evan Ingram. But that gap sure. is going to get – I mean – Ridley, Kirk, Zay Jones, compared to anything you were rolling out there right now at wide receiver for that team, including Rashad Bateman coming back. Um, Tua. Trevor. Taking Trevor on the durability side of things, right? I mean, Tua was pretty damn good. He's got great weapons, right? I think Trevor would be pretty damn good with those weapons as well. Mm -hmm. So it really comes down to Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, right? Mahomes for sure. Got to give him the nod. Yeah, I'd man. take Mahomes. How can you not yeah. give Patrick Burrow? I mean, body of work does matter here. Yep. I'll give Burrow the nod right now. Right? Yeah. He's he's statistically been better. He's led his team a little bit deeper than Trevor. 
I don't worry so much about the head-to-head that they had last year sure. as being the final determining factor. I still would roll with Josh Allen, who won 13 games and 16 tries this year. Yeah. And I feel like Josh Allen had a, a bit of a down year by his standards. His standards are pretty damn high. Yeah, they're really high. And something we haven't even mentioned in the conversation when we've brought Josh Allen up this year yet is he was playing through an elbow injury. On Good his point. throwing arm UCL. For, for half the season. Yeah. And still look like Josh Allen for the most part. So, yeah, I would take Allen ahead of Lawrence for uh, now. The, the question is, would you take Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence? Trevor. That, that's really. What, why Trevor over Justin Herbert? Well, I do think the two head-to-head matters. Like, when having that direct discussion between those two guys. And I do – I trust the stability of where Trevor is. As far as his coach and his staff, I think that stability matters in this conversation as well. And the weapons that are around Trevor Lawrence are not going to be aging out anytime soon. And I don't know how much longer Keenan Allen can be Keenan Allen. And he's a big piece. Of I think his game is. ages well, though. I, I don't, do you know what I mean? That I, do his style I don't think of play. he's gone in the next two or three years. But call me blasphemous if you must. And I understand the head-to-head wins, but sure. that's more Trevor versus the Chargers defense. I'm with you, right? I mean, in what's considered a down year, and it was for Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. he basically matched the touchdown and interception ratio of Trevor. He won one more game than Trevor. Granted, not head to head. He had a better completion percentage, mm-hmm. had about 500 more passing yards, and this was the worst of the three years that Justin Herbert's thrown out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I still, at this moment, I got to give it to, to Herbert. And I think most NFL people would. That doesn't mean, yeah. you know, look, could could Trevor be there? Could Trevor surpass a couple of those four by the end of the year? Yes. But I got to I gotta see him do it. Like, if you get to 35 and, and 12, let's say, touchdown-interception ratio, well, Herbert's done that almost for the first two years. He was 31 and 10 as a rookie. Yeah. 38 and 15 as a second-year player. So, start to stack those kind of years up, and I think he's certainly capable of doing it. You just yeah. have to do it. I'm curious to see, and we're talking about projecting to the end of this year with this too. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what that year two to year three leap looks like for Trevor Lawrence and year two and Doug Peterson's system. What that's going to look like for him with the addition of Ridley and whatever else they're going to do. Because I do think I wouldn't be surprised if Trevor Lawrence is a 40 touchdown guy next year. Like that wouldn't stun me if he's that kind of player next year. I'm not saying that I necessarily expect it. But I think there's the opportunity for it with what he's surrounded by. I think there's a chance. I'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. That's a big, big leap. It's a big to leap. get to forty. You know, mid thirties. That doesn't seem like much of a difference, but sure. I I would be surprised if he got to forty. I'm not saying I would expect he would do that maybe multiple times in his career. Mm-hmm. Not sure it's going to happen this year, but that's the game we we watch nowadays in the National Football no League. All right, we're all done. Let's say hello to XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL rolling with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, Matt Hayes, what's going on? How are you? So if Trevor gets to mid-30s or even 40, Mm -hmm. you've got to think you're going to host a second playoff game. You may not be the one seed, but you might be in position to host a second playoff game. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, you got to get to pretty much be the two seed to yeah. do that, yeah. you know. So, I mean, it's tough. You know, you're, you're going to be playing. Well, he's got a great chance to prove exactly what he's going to be because he's going to go head-to-head with all the best quarterbacks yeah. in the conference. Probably can't lose a divisional game. Right. 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 
Right. Yeah, I, and right. That's you might have you're going to gonna get a division. step up on everybody totally as agree. you can yep. beat up on that division. This, this yep. is a true story. So, Matt, uh, as you look right now, Trevor gets uh, as an alternate, but fine. Uh, he gets the Pro Bowl nod, right? Gets in there for Mahomes. Um, when you look at 2023, let's say a year from now, how many quarterbacks in the AFC do you think will say are better than Trevor Lawrence? One. Just one? Just one. You think he'll pass? I don't know that he's going to pass Josh Allen, but I don't think you can automatically just say he's, that Josh Allen's better than him. Okay. All right. I, I would probably disagree with that because if Allen has the same kind of year he had this year, that's like four in a row. Right. Of, you know, do it like I, I hear what you're saying. Like he could put himself at that level, but I got to see it repeat itself a few times. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure, like, because these guys are doing it and living in that neighborhood for a while, I got to give him. The, the credit for the consistency. I agree. If he goes if he goes 36, 38 touchdowns, four or five rush, and they go, I don't know, 12 and five. Sure. But what that makes him, that makes him just about what Josh Allen was this year and what everyone right. considers yeah. to be a down year right. for Josh right. Allen, who went 13 and three, by the way, with those kind of, with 42 total touchdowns, you know, and it's just like, you're like, well, he. He threw a few more picks than I expected this Maybe you year. call it one and a half then because you're kind of <laughs> on the teeter-totter with well, Josh Allen. I think they're only, the only guys for me in the conversation, and that's not to besmirch Lamar Jackson. I just don't trust that he's got the weapons and that he's going to stay healthy enough. And same with Tua. With the health department, you got Mahomes, you got Burrow, you got Allen, you got Herbert. Herbert's right there with him too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Herbert yeah. has been statistically the best quarterback in history through three years. Yeah, right. You know, so – you know, we all look at it like, yeah, well, we beat him twice. Well, there you could also look at it like, hey, he led the team to a twenty-seven point lead, and then the defense stopped stopping the Jaguars. Right? right? I mean, there there are a lot of ways you can look at it. Right. And in his worst year this year, by far his worst year, his numbers either matched or better, better than Trevor Lawrence. Trevor so Lawrence. you know, oh, look, we're happy with the guy we got. We're not trying to trade him for any of these guys. It's just interesting to see will he need to be the whatever alternate in future years, or does he have a, a chance to break through the glass ceiling in the Pro Bowl in the AFC? It's loaded right now. Uh, just like your show, what do you have coming up? We've got, we're going to talk NFL free agency, of course, and the ACC football schedule came out late last night. We're going to get into that. A tough road for the Knowles. Tough road. ACC knows how to really maximize their exposure. Let's just drop this bad boy at night. And just on, a, <laughs> on, a, on, a on a Monday night, no less. <laughs> Why not? I mean, who was running that place? Seriously. <laughs> I, uh, is someone? I don't know. You tell me. I might be surprised. Matt, have a great show. All right, guys. All right. Uh, Tony Smith, what you got cooking today? Uh, nothing. Nothing. All nothing. right. Whole big day of nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's my my weekly conversation where I'm allowed to speak to my son who I'm paying for his college. Oh, there you go. This is the one time I'm able to track him down, <laughs> me and his mom. We have a conference call every Tuesday. So I do look forward to it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's doing well. E.T., what you got cooking? Anything good? Uh, it's actually it's my best friend's son's birthday. So we, oh. uh, we hanging out. Happy birthday, Merrick. Happy birthday, best friend's son. Yeah, Merrick. Merrick Repose. That's my boy. Good kid. All right. Oh, well, Merrick, uh, happy birthday. What is mm-hmm. Merrick? Uh, how old is he? Approximately. I don't even know. He's a junior in high school, though. All right. Junior high school. 16, 17. Good time to be alive, Merrick. Enjoy it. Capitalize. All right. That'll do it for us today. Uh, Stick around for XL Primetime. Coming up next for Tony Smith and ET, I'm Mike Dempsey. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Jaguars Today here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Who want to eat a W? Two more.